top shelf fantasy. We should uh, just all go around in a circle and do the crack. And if you fuck the crack up, you have to shotgun. Sounds good. Except for Corey can't, so he I, just uh, has to pound a water. I should be good. End of the week. So I get how's my he gonna... final results. I'll be back in. <laughs> how's he going to crack something, then, if he's not cracking a No, he can beer. crack your beer. He'll crack my beer. And then just pass it over. We'll figure it out. Well, fair enough. The the anxiety I had that I was going to fuck that up. I, I completely forgot perfect. that you were going to do it. You're so. a great cracker of the beer can. Great <laughs> cracker of the beer can. The way you, you put your finger on the lid and... Uh, the form was impeccable. The force. <laughs> I appreciate it. That, that's what we're here for. We're here for beer cracks. <laughs> Sorry, Rise. All right. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Next time, we'll uh, we'll video it. We'll we'll send it out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. You can see how we crack our beers. We'll do an instructional video for those of you who are struggling <laughs> with cracking of the beers. Um, all right. Well, podcast one twenty seven, week fifteen. December 18th, 2020. Semi-finals. Boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All things that we are fans of. I'm a huge December 18th guy. Tom likes boobs. I like Greg likes going 15 in playoffs. So how many uh, playoffs you guys still in? I think we talked about this last week, but I'm in one. One, one left. I one left. Knocked, I get knocked out by Evan Two, Wolcott. but three, so we can all count one more because podcast. Uh, the podcast. Kind of podcast, podcast one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we don't typically when we talk we talk about the ones that we're in together, all four of us. Yep. Yeah, naturally just the one, personal the ones. ones that all of us are in. Obviously, we're in the playoffs. I mean, uh, clearly, it's just clearly. a foregone conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> are we? <laughs> some we did, some we did. Well, we still need to put up our vampire league. I don't know if we've put the before and after for the vampire up on social medias yet. No, no. we should. We that should. Sucks. We would have. We would have ran away with that too. Frauds. Yeah. And if you're freaking Antonio Gibson, and honestly, if you're looking for like it. a fun league, that was one of the most fun ones we've we've done. Oh, absolutely. I want to do it. That was the first yeah. year. Yeah. And we became, um, well, I mean, our team went from, you know, bottom feeding free agents to. I mean, we fantastic. did good. We drafted guys like Antonio Gibson, James Robinson, Robbie Ro- Anderson. Robbie Anderson picked up Justin Herbert week three. Like, we had a decently set lineup where we actually we won week one. Yeah. But MT kind of destroyed us. If you are not <laughs> yeah, really. familiar and lost what we talk about with a vampire league, it is a league set up where everyone drafts but one team at the beginning of the season. And then that last team is called the vampire team. And they go on the waivers, get all the players off the waivers that they want, and start the year with that team. Each week they play someone. If they beat someone, you get to steal slash suck the blood of another teammate or another uh, uh, manager of the league, and grab one of their best players. That is how the vampire works. And then no trades, no... Uh, you can't trade. Yeah, you you can. cannot trade, right. So exactly what you had mentioned uh, before, we won week one and took Michael Thomas off a team, and that's what was, I think, our, our, our biggest downfall, because I think we ended up losing five or six straight after that. Well, I mean, we... We missed we, playoffs. We, by get, one game. we got into the position we were in basically with a free agent team the the right. entire year. And even, our, even though yeah. we did win, our second win of the year, we got Todd Gurley. So it's like our first two <laughs> wins, we got like no one, and then we end up getting, I think, Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Devontae Adams, and then Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and and then we lost. We just missed the playoffs by like same record, but I think our points were points. We we would have ran away with that. That was a really fun league. Yeah. 
Um, all right, let's Wait. get into some some news. Did you have something that you want to say about no, that? No, you want to go right into the news. Dead so on, yeah. Hammer into it. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll take who's out. Uh, John Brown out. Uh, MT out. I didn't know that, so I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, Kenny <yeah>. Galladay <laughs> out. Julio Jones out. Debo out. George Kittle out. Alex Smith out. Kyle Rudolph out. Ronald Jones out. I'll go with the ins. Raheem Mostert is in and not on the injury report at all, so he's good to go. Drew Brees has uh, gotten past his 11 rib <laughs> fractures, his entire body broken. Uh, he's breathing and is in. David Johnson's back from the COVID IR and away from his personal absence, and Hollywood Brown uh, taking off COVID IR, even though he was a close contact, and he's going to play. I'll give you the guys who aren't probably going to play. You got CMC still dealing with his injury situation. He's probably he's questionable, but he's more likely doubtful. Chase Edmonds probably a game time decision, trending towards and probably not playing as well, which is good news for Kenyon Drake. Uh, Antonio Gibson is doubtful, and Matt Stafford is likely a game time decision. Knowing Stafford, he's going to try to go, but there'll probably be a medical uh, team call more than his. Yep. And the questionable slash probable guys: Melvin Gordon should play. Philip Lindsay should play in the same game. Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore should be back. Um, Zeke is looking like he will play. Brandon Cooks, he should be pl- playing this week. Jimothy Graham. <laughs> Who put Jimothy? Sorry, that's a <laughs> Jimothy Graham's questionable, but uh, he should play as well. And Alexander Madison's still sick. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the status is there, but I, I think, would think I th- he wouldn't play yeah i think this should have gone in the doubtful category he had an appendectomy yeah i tossed him in probable because yeah, i saw right, illness for the out. third week i'm like oh he's gonna be better and then craig told me that he had an appendectomy and uh, like i forgot to move him up <laughs> <laughs> yeah so madison's not gonna play uh mike boone again with the backup role there and cj ham cj ham is dead to us that's true you know what we'll never mention him Un- until we always until we, we ask always... him to do it again. <laughs> yeah and, uh, Indy does it. Um, all right. So those are your ins outs. We're going to get into starting sits uh, in a little bit and talk about kind of, you know, who we like, what matchups we like going into into week 15 in the first week of playoffs. But we did want to do a look back at some of the guys that we were really high on going into the year, uh, guys that we felt. Um, and, and, of course, I'm talking about the bounce back, the breakout, the bust, the sleeper, and the dart throws. We did a whole article on it. Uh, at the beginning of the year, it's still on the website, topshellfantasy.com. You can go over there, check it all out. But I wanted to take some time, do a look back, a look back at some of that. We've gone through some of our start and sit percentages, sort of combining some of that. We'll end up talking about that uh, next week, um, which is, I mean, we're 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 close to done. I mean, there there isn't much time, and I think we probably have one power hour in us. Um, at some point, we'll we'll probably go ahead and end the year off with that. And Corey will just be health doing, wise doing water, or oh apple juice. If or your something. first week back is a power hour, you might yeah, yeah be a little bit of a shock to the. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't think go. that's a good wake, idea for you. Wake it right up. Um, My our, doctor our told me two alcoholic beverages a day is acceptable, so I just have to save up for like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it works like that, yeah. right, Doc? I mean, exactly. It's, it's, I'm not shook. Um, all right, so I, I'll we'll, we'll start with bounce backs first. So we'll we'll go in order of how we have it laid out: bounce back, breakout, bus sleeper. Um, and I'll take mine. So I had Lev Bell and Adam Thielen as my bounce backs. Um, I'm only going to talk about Lev. Uh, Adam Thielen, I think was was yeah, it, a it, hit. It, yeah th- that was a hit. I think where I missed on Lev 
um, was just my 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 blindness to how much I like him, um, and and not fully understanding how much Adam Gase can really truly ruin a player's career, um, and 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 that's what happened. I mean, he put him on IR. Uh, for a hamstring injury that Lev Bell said he didn't have. I mean, typically when you see a guy go, the two biggest three-week IR head scratchers have to be Lev Bell's three-week IR stint on for a hamstring that he said he didn't have and DJ's three-week IR stint for a concussion. Like, I, I just don't get either of those moves. But he goes on the, on the uh, whatever, the IR for three weeks. He comes back. They're playing Frank Gore. And, yeah, sure, Frank Gore is the ageless wonder, and he's doing fine. Like, I don't. I'm not going to sit in here and say you shouldn't, but fantasy-wise, I, I hate you, Adam Gase. And uh, then they eventually cut Lev. Um, he goes to Kansas City, and the the only thing that Lev did was ruin CEH's fantasy value. Um, so I think Lev got bounced around a lot in 2020. I think he got screwed over by the coach. Um, I still feel like my take of why I thought he was bounced back at the beginning of the year stands true, and it's likely to be the same thought process depending on his landing spot in 2021. Um, as long as Adam Gase isn't involved, I mean, I mean that's that's where that is where I'm hinging on this miss is Adam Gase. <laughs> so lock in the 2021 bounce back, uh, probably, yeah. probably. Love I mean, it. he'd It'll... probably be closer to a sleeper to be honest. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, Seriously. you're gonna keep riding it until it hits, or until he retires. I yeah, it's one or the other. Yeah, I'm just you know shit it, on it, it doesn't matter. It's gonna be. I still wish he went to Miami for oh, fantasy yeah. right, purposes. Right now, I, I would. I didn't. I, I didn't know the Chiefs would turn into a a pass ninety percent of the time team. Yeah, when he yeah. got there, as soon as he got there, they stopped running know. the football. And then, um, yeah, I think if he went to Miami with Gassens going on right. the, the IR, he would have had the entire field. Right. Oh, right now he'd be getting every single touch. But he went to Kansas City, best chance to win, and that's what he wants. So, yep. can't, I mean, you can't fault him. In real life, it's good for us. For us, it sucked. I, <laughs> I thought Casey was a great landing spot because I thought they complemented what Lev did really well. They just never did that. They were like, hey, we're going to get you in the vo- uh, involved in the passing game. Wasn't it like Tub three block. weeks in a row with like <laughs> 10 rushing attempts? By the entire team, and they were up at like 25 points. Oh, we... It was just so... The, the week that he got traded there. I think they were like going into their buyer. There was like a, a week before or when they signed him or whatever. We were literally talking about how the chiefs were on pace to run the ball the most time in like two decades. Yeah. And they completely changed. And their they completely offense. changed everything. Wait, yeah, when when you added a running back, like it doesn't make any sense. If they added uh, an all pro wide receiver, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that falls logically. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you have Pat Mahomes, you can do whatever the hell you want. That's so actually, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to fault Andy Reid and his, uh, Mouth breathing, uh, face <laughs> cold mask, cut but. sandwiches. All right, I mean, we'll just go around the table. So, I mean, okay. you want to yeah. you want to take yours? Sure. Yeah, my uh, bounce backs for this year were Tom Brady and Juju Smith Schuster. Um, Tom Brady did b- bounce back into relevance. That's what uh, that was all about because uh, he really wasn't a quarterback to play. But Juju is the guy that I'm going to focus on. He did have hardly any quarterback last year. I had said in the beginning of the year, just write it off uh, for whatever uh, his stats were last year, and it was a good thing. Um, if you had picked up Juju and listened to that logic, because he is wide receiver 21 right now. Uh, while it is a, a low-end wide receiver two, it still is a hit. Um, you know, finding Chase Claypool was another thing, I think, that kind of hindered him from getting to the next level. And I'm not sure Juju's ever going to get back to where he was, where he's a wide receiver one. 
Um, there's just too many mouths to feed in that offense. However, um, you really look at Juju this year. He's been kind of one of the more consistent wide receivers of all uh, in the entire league. He's had eight weeks of the 13 eligible that he's he's played. Um, you know, minus that that bye week uh, that he's had double digit fantasy points. He has put up uh, about three wide receiver one performances. The rest have been about wide receiver two. Um, so you really you really have to look at what uh, he can do for you consistently. He he's going to be in that wide receiver two spot in your lineup week in and week out, and and, and have confidence in it. Um, he's had some tough matchups. You know, Baltimore obviously twice this year, and uh, you know he's been able to thrive in that and. You know, we'll we'll see what the future holds. I don't know what his contract situation is, but I can tell you right now that he's going to be a wide receiver too, no matter where he goes. Yeah, I mean, he he, like you said, right off the last year with Mason Rudolph, he came, he got his quarterback back, and he went right back to what he's done his whole career. So if he stays in Pittsburgh, I think you have confidence in him, or if he decides to move or whatever. The other thing too is Ben Roethlisberger. Um, we'll we'll see what what ends up where he ends up going. Um, well, I, I think the best thing for Juju is going to be a change in his scenery. Like, he is – I think that Juju's still a very talented wide receiver, and if he stays in Pittsburgh, like you said, the the Big Ben is is an issue. If Big Ben leaves, then Juju falls off. Juju's best for fantasy to, to go to another team. Like, I got my fingers crossed he goes to Houston. Yeah, um, I think it's a great spot for him. I, I just – you know, it, and it's so tough with Juju, too, because it's like then they got Claypool and they got Deontay Johnson, and it's like they focus so heavily on Claypool and Deontay Johnson – so much so to a fault where they then get themselves in their situations like shit we need to convert first downs and who do they go to they go to juju like juju's the safety blanket and they just refuse to accept it um i i like juju as a as a player uh i liked him as i really was hoping he was like that wide receiver eight do you know what i mean no i don't unfortunately i don't think that's gonna happen when you play alongside the best wide receiver in football you're bound to uh be open (laughs) <laughs> and I don't think that that's the case anymore with Pittsburgh with right. having, uh, you know, Claypool uh, l- lesser of Claypool and Johnson, you know, they're, they're, no one's Antonio Brown. So you have to make your own, uh, m- make your own money. Yeah. And he's, he's made no money this year. I mean, to this point on his, on his deal, I mean, 400, 600, 800, and then a million dollars this year. That's just, yeah, his I, mean, he was, I think he was a second round pick if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I mean, he's super young still too. So he's probably looking to, to cash in somewhere and Houston is probably somebody that will pay him. So, um, yeah. Hey, you know, he'd look great in uh, blue and silver. Patriots? Yeah. <laughs> I want the Patriots to figure out their quarterback situation first before <laughs> well, I, I mean, my that's di- a given. Before I wish <laughs> yeah. a dynasty if, asset. If Tim's <laughs> there, he'll destroy Juju's career. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, all right. So I'm going to move over to my, uh, my – my, what are we saying here? Bounce back. And I had Melvin Gordon and T.Y. Hilton. Melvin Gordon, I think the jury's kind of still out on. He's running back 23. No, he's 20 right now. He was 23 last year. So I need to see him go up into like the teens if he's going to be even close to a hit, really into the running back one territory, to be quite honest. But T.Y. is the one I wanted to focus on. If this was three weeks ago, T.Y. would have been a colossal miss. Right now, he's sitting at wide receiver 40 against wide receiver 57 last year. That's nearing hit territory, but he needs to keep it up. Keep going with those 15-point games if you keep doing that. It'll be a definite hit for a bounce back for him. But honestly, this was not the case even just a couple weeks ago. Phil Rivers, you, you found him. I need you to keep finding him so I can be right on this one. But he's already scored more points than he did all of last year. So we're in decent shape with T.Y. Yeah, and I think both years are still like up for debate. Um, oh, if he, I, if he tanks this week, right. definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I just how does Old Man Rivers not look at Old Man Hilton and go? I should throw the ball to that guy. There's something about this <laughs> guy. I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> I like it cut, G. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's him and Pittman, and then I mean JT and, and the, the running backs. But yeah, throw the ball to Hilton, please. Hey, he's been doing he it lately. So yeah. definitely. We'll been be doing talking that. about him in starting sets too. So for sure. That's good. All right. Uh, my bounce back was Matt Stafford um, and Brandon Cooks. Matt Stafford, much sure if it's it. It's probably a miss. I think it's quarterback 14. Um, he probably won't play this week either. But I'm going to talk about Brandon Cooks. He's wide receiver 32 in the year. And, I mean, I think it's a hit mainly because this is a guy who was who getting drafted like late, late, late rounds. He was wide receiver 61 last season. Everyone said, you know, you draft this guy, he's going to get concussed week one. He might not even play this season. He did, get, he did not get hurt until this last week, which is shocking. And um, he's actually been a wide receiver three throughout the entire season. So if you drafted him as like your wide receiver six or seven, he's actually been playing very good for you since Bob has been fired. Um, I mean, he's he's not the sexiest pick, but um, for a guy that, that we kind of thought was almost out of the league, one more concussion, he's, he's done pretty well. And he even got that other concussion and still bounced back, so... Must be drinking that Russell Wilson bubble water. Yeah, it's a, it's a double bounce back. <laughs> or he's hanging out with Will Fuller. Like he, yeah, he's, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, he's going to be an interesting guy in 2021 as well because if Will Fuller gets traded, I mean, he's going to be he's up. He, His contract's up. I know Will Fuller's contract. Are you talking about Brandon Cooks? N- n- no. Yeah, Fuller. Yeah, you, right. You said so if Fuller gets traded. I was. Curious. Or if Fuller if Fuller leaves the Texans. Yeah. Um, it, the Texans, Brandon Cooks is going to be really interesting. So the Texans do have a potential out this year, um, with Cooks, with, with Cooks, Cooks. Yeah. and if they don't take it, and they are going to have to pay him three more years at twelve and twelve and a half million dollars a year. So I'm thinking I, they take the out. I think they go out and they keep Randall Cobb and bring in like Juju. Yeah, <laughs> or they. I mean, they the could next. try to re-sign him at less money, but what yeah, they, I was going to say they really could go sure. What they'll have to do then is cut him and then go all after Fuller because you just signed. Deshaun Watson for a long-term contract. You're mm-hmm. not going to just give him nothing and then be at the bottom of the league again. Yeah. You already took away De- <laughs> yeah, you, you already took away Hopkins, Hopkins Fuller, <laughs> Cooks. I'm like, ah, now I get Renault Cobb Kenny Stills. Oh, he, no. has, he has such Kiki, a cutie. Kiki, yeah. <laughs> Kiki. Cutie. Um, do you want to get into your breakout? Yeah, I'll get into my breakout. Um, so, Scotty and I both had Kenny Drake as breakout. I know you're going to talk about him, so I'll, I'll leave that to you. Um, but I want to talk about Miles Sanders. Um, he was part of my bold prediction. I said that Miles Sanders was going to end up being like a top five running back in the conversation in 2021. I mean, it was bold. I mean, it was obviously not meant to hit. Um, but I did not expect to be where we are with Miles Sanders. He finished last year as RB15. And thank you, Corey, for putting all these notes in. No doubt. Um, it, with, a, with 193 fantasy points, I mean, he's at 130 right now. So, I mean, he can certainly break the same, you know, he can break how many points he scored last year. Uh, but he's RB21. And, I mean, the Eagles have had their problems all season long. And, and it's not, you know, everybody likes to point fingers at the quarterback. Um, but there's just been issues across the board. I mean, from, from the beginning of the season with COVID – to that offensive line getting injuries. I mean, they had one or two offensive linemen, I think, opt out because of COVID. Uh, And then they had injuries. I mean, Jason Peters, I don't know. He's (laughs) – 
feel like his whole career he's been on and off he was, the field. So he was actually supposed to start the year as a guard, and then one of the opt-outs happened, and they're like, well, we need to put you back at tackle where we don't want you to play because he's, he's gotten to that level. So um, it, it just – there was just a culmination of things, I, I think, that did not go right for Miles Sanders. Uh, he ended up being hurt. Um, and the one thing I, I just want people to think about with Miles Sanders is we had in 2021 – a lot of people are going to look at Miles Sanders and go, okay, it, let's say he finishes within RB1 territory. Just remember how he got there. He only got there on a handful of games. And you can go even closer than that and look at every single play within those games. There was like three plays across the entire season that puts Miles Sanders ADR touchdown RB2. runs. Right. So when you go into 2021, remember that Miles Sanders' 2020 campaign was like five plays. <laughs> And if it wasn't for those five plays, he's like RB40. It's so true. So, you know, I like Miles Sanders. Um, I'll probably still have him ranked high in 2021. I don't think that I'm willing to put him back in breakout territory because it's like I you just didn't show it this year when you were on the field. And when you were, you were terrible except for a handful of plays. <laughs> and uh, also F uh, JJ Arcega Whiteside for <laughs> yeah. making fumble and unscore touchdown. And injuring and, you. And injuring you. Yeah. So... I mean, he's, also that. he's RB21, and a lot of that came from last week, 20 points. That's going to push you up a bit. He's probably more like RB28, to be honest. Right. I, I mean, if we were to go through and rank guys oh, yeah. on a weekly and basis, his, you're right. And his pass dropping has been pretty bad this year. A couple in the end zone, too. Yeah. Poor Wentz. Yeah, poor Wentz. I remember <laughs> that it was... It was I know the exact what you're talking about. Back shoulder... And then he dropped one right just the basket. Like, oh, Ugh. next time. He's like, no, there's no, there's no next time. I have no line. <laughs> <laughs> there's fourth down. No, I, have no, I don't know how I got that, that third down in the first place. Then he comes out with, a, oh, it's great to have a leader. Oh, it's great to have running backs oh, who yeah. catch the ball. Yeah, you're nice. coward. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not going to put too much weight in that because, honestly, you had two veteran offensive linemen sit there and defend Carson Wentz, so yeah. I wouldn't look at that as being a jab. I mean, I'm sure that Jalen Hurts, honestly, is a, is a leader in the locker room, and he's probably going to turn out to be a great quarterback. I think the best thing for the Eagles is to move on from Carson, to be completely honest. <laughs> yeah, just... send, send Carson and Juju. Well, actually, Texans already have a quarterback. Send Carson and Juju to the Patriots. It will be <laughs> oh, great. All right. I yeah, figure it all out. There we go. Makes makes the most. But also eat that whole contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And so my uh, breakout uh, for this season, I had two, A.J. Brown and Tyler Boyd. Um, both pretty much are in the same situation that they were last year. Uh, unfortunately, um, Tyler Boyd had lost his uh, pride and joy quarterback this year who has made his career. Um, I, I do feel uh, good about that going into next season as well. So don't don't take on what Tyler Boyd's finishes at the end of the year uh, with um, you know much nepotism or, or ne- negative. Are you the uncle of Tyler Boyd? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> don't don't worry about it. You want to talk about AJ Brown? So talk about AJ no, Brown. I, I, I know. I just couldn't find the word. So AJ Brown so is nepotism, isn't it? I I, I realized that. <laughs> I don't even know what word you're going for. I'm I, trying think it was, to help. I think it was negativity. I don't know. There you go. Um, AJ <laughs> Brown was uh, uh, was really the guy they want to talk about. Um, last year he had a lot of uh, huge plays towards the end of the season, um, and he came on uh, you know right only towards the end. So I wanted to see 
uh, this season what he could produce in a full game, uh, a full season under his belt. Tannehill went right back to him. Um, unfortunately, he did miss a little bit of time in the beginning of the year, um, but right now he's on that cusp of wide receiver two to wide receiver one. So let's hope that A.J. Brown does the same thing he did last year and go off in the last couple games. Um, I would expect... Uh, you know, that they're going to continue to go his way. They're playing Detroit again this weekend. They have Green Bay, which while that's a tough matchup uh, in wide receivers, um, you know, go, there's going to be uh, a lot of passing work for the Titans if they want to win that game. So I would expect a little bit more uh, volume again. He has hit wide receiver one numbers in, in nearly, I don't know, five, uh, let's count it out, six games this season. So you're you're really looking at a a top player, and and I feel good about AJ Brown. You know the rest of his career with Tannehill. That one-handed catch last week was that was nuts. It was was like unreal. It's like when you play with like your little like nieces and nephews, and you're like, yeah, just throw the ball up. I'll go get it. You know he's a he's he's a freaking linebacker. Oh, he's nasty. He looks massive. He's listed at six foot two twenty six, but I guarantee you it's like six foot two forty. Oh, I mean, dude, he's a monster. Speaking of monsters, uh, I have his college teammate as my breakout. DK Metcalf. Oh, yeah, there you go. He's kind of uh, decently sized as well. I had him <laughs> and uh, Devin Singletary. I'm going to skip right over Singletary. He's having an <laughs> identical season as last year. RB31 last year, RB32 this year. Whatever. Let's talk about DK. Wide receiver 32 last year, this year, wide receiver 3. He's a lock in your lineup every week. If you picked him, you hopefully you got value on him. Maybe you drafted him 4th, 5th, 6th round. You are having the biggest return on investment, and you're definitely in your fantasy playoffs if you have him on your team. He's got 210 fantasy points already this season. I mean, you are thanking your lucky stars if you said, this guy is going to develop. He's probably going to make the biggest jump of any second-year receiver, and I think you're probably accurate if you made that statement. Hate to give Jeff any props ever. Jeff said he'd be nasty. He was nasty. Shout out Jeff Dully. You bitch. How's, how's, how's Dynasty playoffs? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think the thing about DK, too, is they he went to a really good... His career could have gone sideways real quick. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Nikhil Harry goes to Seattle and DK Metcalf comes to New England. Who knows? We could, we could <laughs> Who knows? literally be talking about the exact same thing, just the opposite player. Like, Yeah, quite oh. honestly. I hate to think about it, but, but DK is an fuck. Yeah, a monster. Yeah. You're in you're in a phenomenal situation. You have Russell Wilson. You have a good running game. You have a good you know well, not a good defense, but you, you you've got a good coach. I guess we'll just say that. Yeah. But you're getting schemed into the offense, and he's making the most of it. That's all you can ask. The thing was, DK going into this season, he was hungry. He wanted to prove so many people wrong. I know there's ten wide receivers taken before him in the draft, and and that that really uh, resonates with with wide receivers, especially. Uh, hopefully he doesn't become a prima donna. Uh, but uh, let me tell you, let me tell you. Oh, he will. He's the next T.O. So he's going to make so much money in this. I league. hate to just like, I don't know, like pigeonhole people into stuff. But as soon as I see anybody like have a crazy hairstyle, he dyes his hair a different color every week. You know, some Clay Matthews used to have the long locks. Like everybody does something just just to stand out. I get so nervous. I'm like, oh, please don't be a diva. Please don't be a diva. Odell. Otel. MT has got a little haircut too. Yep. Cam Newton comes out with a different oh outfit. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> hit, yeah. Different. Hat. Well, he's, he's a little humbled this year. I'll give him credit yeah. for that. Yeah. Well, he's losing. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about not be uh, too humble and you know, try? Yeah. yeah. All right. My um, my breakouts were Marquise Brown, Woof, and Kenyon Drake. Besides the last two weeks, Marquise Brown has been horrible. So I'll talk about Kenyon Drake. Me and Tom both had him and i think we kind of said if he if he's in the top 10 running backs we would count that as a hit 
as of now, he's RB14. Um, he missed pretty much a game and a half. So if he can get to that that, R, that RB10 or better before season end, I guess you can count it as a hit. But since he's, he's been back, he's been great. He has, I think, five touchdowns in the last four weeks. Um, the biggest thing with him, and I'm kind of kind of shocked, is that the the passing game, the receiving game, he's not getting the targets. He's 24 tar- targets on the year, 18 receptions. Last year, he had 15, played pretty much half of that, half the season. So with Chase Evans there, he is the pass catching guy. He's the third down guy. But for Drake not getting that work, he's putting up great numbers and he should be on a lot of fantasy playoff teams. So I think he can get to that RB10 range. Um, so I don't know if you want to, you know, add on to that, Tom. No, I, I totally agree. I, I think the the what we assumed of Kenyon Drake was he was going to get that passing volume. I just think that Edmonds is the preferred back and it makes sense to have a back that can run the ball and a back that can catch the ball so you don't wear right. one guy out. Um I these next couple of weeks for a handful of our our I I don't really know what you call these. Are they like accolades? Like are they, is that what what these would be like our accolade players or whatever like I mean, so next we're going to be talking about bus, and mine is Mike Evans. I don't know that I can call Mike Evans a hit, miss, or wash yet. Well, yeah, you, you got two weeks left to right. Yeah, to see. he has big two weeks to prove what he is. Well, the thing is, like, if he's if he does well, he's going to win fantasy matchups. If he mm-hmm. does not, you're going to lose in the finals, which would probably make. I mean, he's yeah. You you'll talk about him anyway. So As, well, I I just wanted to bring up like so he was he was in and this is where maybe we need to rethink if it's a hit miss or whatever. It, Mike Evans was wide receiver twelve last year. It scored one hundred ninety nine points. His ADP in two thousand twenty was wide receiver seven. He's wide receiver sixteen. So it, not only is he performing worse than he did in 2019. And granted, yes, there are still more games to go, and I would actually expect him to score more points in 2020. Well, it's going to be close. Um, I don't think he comes anywhere close to what his ADP was. I mean, we have a bet right now of Mike Evans is a top 15 wide receiver. <laughs> with, with some good beer in the line. It's so close. And, and he's wide receiver 16. He's been 16 so like, like the last like four weeks. I'm like, either suck or... Or be good because I can't stand in the list looking <laughs> to see if I can if I'd have buy the beer or the beer is bought for me. You know he's just gonna <laughs> right. have two catches for one touchdown this week. Yeah, it's, it's honestly gonna come down to what the fifteen like to what the fifteen guys point? do ahead of him more than what right. he's gonna do. Right. Yeah, I, probably. I would never have thought I would say I would I I wish Jameis was the quarterback for the Bucks as a fantasy player. Yep. Because he made Mike Evans and Chris Godwin we, we two talk- top tier receivers and Brady is just we talked about in the beginning of the season having so many weapons like that. It's gonna, and how Tom just loves to throw, you know, spread it around. This was going to be an issue this year in fantasy football. Yeah, and then you bring in Gronk, and then you bring in Antonio, and you're you're forcing the ball to Antonio Brown, and it's yeah. not working out. You're forcing the ball to Gronk when he wasn't there yet. Like, and then you have Scotty Miller get touchdowns. Like, it, it's just there's so many weapons there, and the run game is better than it was the last two seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, and it's it's a major hit when you say, you know, I'd rather Jameis Winston be the quarterback because not only did Jameis Winston support both Evans and in and, and uh, Godwin, you wouldn't have Gronk, you wouldn't have. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like right. those other you would, you would only have the, 
those two guys and Tyler Johnson. Like, yeah. Like, yep. Well, Scotty Miller probably. Well, probably, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. probably. Well, Cam Brait would probably hear more of because yeah. for some well, reason OJ Howard. OJ Howard would be Imagine healthy he because he wouldn't have got the ball thrown to him. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good point. If OJ was still healthy, how much more of a clusterfuck that oh. that field would be? Like, yeah, because he was playing great um, the first two he weeks. Was. Yep, but um, yeah, yeah. and they still go to Cam Brait sometimes. I like. Cameron I mean, Brait. as an NFL, but they thing, do it. I Brady's gonna help you make the playoffs, make you push for a championship. Yep, Winston, I'm not sure would even get you there, but uh, no, but it's fun. All right, well, it's good for fantasy. Yeah, I mean, it makes wide re- Mike Evans a wide receiver seven. Yep. Yeah, and it, it <laughs> it's what makes Brady you know good as well. Brady's a top, well, I think he's top nine quarterback right now. He's he's I think it's eight. Yeah, eight. Like, he's having a fantastic season. It's just he's spreading it around too much. You, you never know. Mm. Great for quarterbacks, terrible for wide receivers, terrible for fantasy. Yep. And uh, my bust of the season was a tale of two sides. This this guy had an enormous and fantastic bounce back, really, if you think about it, from what he had last year in the first half of the season. He had a double-digit double points in every game but one and nearly three running back one performances. However, since the halfway mark, he's put up double-digit points one time. And has gone below five points, just just around five points, three times, and also missed two games. James Conner is unfortunately a very difficult person for me to wrap my head around. Uh, anytime I tell you something about him, do the opposite. <laughs> um, he's sitting around uh, the end of RB two right now, and we'll we'll see what the rest of the season uh, comes to. Um, but he was great in the beginning of the year. I'll give him credit for that. And now he's been absolutely awful. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you have a very good shot at this being a hit if he continues the way he has been the last couple of weeks. And the Steelers haven't run the ball. And so. I hope he, I hope he doesn't. I I hope he does well because <laughs> to be honest with you, first off, I, I want all the players to do well because it, it helps fantasy. But it, it, it's good for the people that got to the playoffs who had James Conner get the, get them there to give them a win. Let yeah. let the, give give the people something. <laughs> Right, he's a guy that you can't really sit. Like you have him on your team, you're playing him more than likely every right. single week. It's like Zeke. Like you're not gonna sit the guy. Yeah, I, I, well, might, might now. Both have. <laughs> Multiple times. Yeah. Um, all right. So my guy, I don't even know where to begin with him. I had Odell Beckham as my bust for the year. He obviously got hurt week six, which is early in the season. It's really hard to figure out exactly how to grade this guy out. Last year, he was wide receiver twenty six, scored one hundred and sixty four point three points. When at the time of his injury, leading into Week Six, he was ranked as the uh, wide receiver twenty-three by DraftKings. Oops, sorry, DraftKings, uh, which is the best, most accurate thing I could find for uh, you know Week Six without doing all the math on my own. So let's imagine he was wide receiver twenty-three. That would put him on track to be not a bust at all. In, in fact, he'd be improving on his previous year's uh, numbers. But that's artificially inflated by his Week Four against Dallas, where he scored thirty-six points. So. Eh wash i don't know but he i don't know right now he's sitting at wide receiver 70 he scored 75.32 points through five and a half weeks so i don't know multiply by two and add a little bit he ends up with 150 yeah he's right at the same 160 points give or take the math so we'll call him a wash i don't know yeah i mean i i don't think i I, and 
again, people looked at Odell Beckham like he was a wide receiver one all season. And, and I think even, you know, what you've spelt out that the weeks that he was active, he absolutely was not that wide receiver one. He yeah, wasn't he, a top 12. Yeah, I mean, he goes 3.7, 15.4, 7.9, 35.9, 8.9, That's an inconsistent and that's when receiver. Jarvis was throwing him touchdowns. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but again, you can you can sit there and say, well, listen, Baker figured it out. Jarvis is active. Maybe you know Odell would be getting a lot more balls as the offense grew and got a little bit more used to Stefanski's system. Sure, but it's you know it's all in a vacuum. You're doing this all hypothetical. It doesn't work, and I don't know how to do it. So I'm going to call it a wash, and I'm going to wipe my hands of it. Sounds good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And my uh, bust of the year is Tyler Higby, and I'm so happy that he is a bust. Um, <laughs> I hate this guy. I, I don't. He's one of the best blocking tight ends in the entire NFL, and he's paid to block. Can't, I can't, can't say even, it enough. No, he can't even like give him credit for anything. He's a blocking tight end. It's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a great. Um, he's a great blocking. He tight blocks end. the player as well. I'm trying to think. Like, like, he's, like a a good, he's a good. He's a good blocker of the, the blocks. <laughs> he's a good blocker of the, of the blocks. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, he is a great blocker and I do like this guy, but I said, as long as Joe Everett is healthy, he's still going to be involved in the offense. And I I mean, Tom nailed it. This offense was going to take a massive dip in the passing game. And, and they did with with cup woods. They're, they're, they're having show seasons as they had in the past. So Higby had 25 fantasy points week two, three touchdowns. If he if he did not have that week, he would be. I, I'm not even sure if he's a top thirty tight end. Um, he's got over ten points only one more time, and that was week thirteen because he had a touchdown but twenty four yards. So he's tight end nineteen right now. His ADP was tight end seven. I think that that's a safe hit um, for a bust. And I hope you you know picked a guy like Johnny Smith over him or or Noah Fan or T.J. Hawkinson um, because people were kind of dropping this guy pretty high for for being a tight end sticking to it (laughs) yeah it was funny i thought this was like a cop out i didn't realize his adp was uh seven oh yeah people are stupid well he finished tight end eight last year well he He finished that's true he was tied in one from like week 10 on last year and he was he what do you have like over 100 yards three yeah, times. He, he was a yeah, he was a league winner right. at tight end. Yeah, yeah he was. Um, and then and people get enamored by that. Yeah, and it was because so. Everett was out, right? Yes, Everett was out all those weeks. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the it's the Dante Pettis thing, like you know the 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 sexy guy to end the season, James Prochet. Yeah, well, uh, well, <laughs> kidding. Dante Pettis touched yeah, the Dante field. Dante Pettis yeah. actually played football. Yeah, actually, yeah, <laughs> and he played very well too. All Prochet did was give uh, the Ravens coke. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on. You guys want to jump into sleepers? Yeah. We're about 40 minutes, so we'll, we'll jump into sleepers real quick. Yeah, I'll bang it out. Um, how you doing, bang, bang? Um, so the sleepers, and it just, again, we, we talk about it at the beginning of the season. These are guys like you're targeting after round 10. Uh, and if I told you Antonio Gibson, who um, I got to scroll down to find out what he, what he is currently. Nine. RB9, you could get after round 10. Uh, you you you'd laugh in my face with with a recent week missed, right? With uh with only what thirteen weeks played or twelve weeks played, uh with the bye, um there was a good chance that this was gonna happen with Antonio Gibson after um uh what happened? Adrian Peterson left that team. 
Uh, I mean, he was getting a ton Darius of Geis. Darius um, Geis. Darius Geis. That's, that's, that's that's what happened. Go to jail. Um, so I mean, there was some things that fell. You know, there was some some poker chips that fell the right way for for Antonio Gibson, and he came out and he crushed it. Um, I mean, my other sleeper was Matt Breida. So in no way, shape, or form am I perfect at predicting these late <laughs> round players who are going to be RB nine. Um, but there's logic to be had, and and when you can apply some logic to some of these later round players, and if it hits, you get an RB nine. If it doesn't, you get uh, Matt Breida. Dad, don't 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 draft Matt Breida. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing. All right. Uh, my sleep, my sleepers this year uh, were two wide receivers that I had on a short list in a specific uh, area of wide receivers, all athletes and uh, very raw talents. Hit on some before and completely missed on both of these guys this <laughs> year. Uh, Paris Campbell being the biggest one, obviously, you know, he had uh, torn his PCL, MCL, everything in his knee. Uh, but... Darius Slayton was one that I was touting a lot. If you had listened to the podcast before or talked to me in person, this is a guy that I've always been on uh, and I do like him and we'll see what the future holds. But this year with Danny, Danny Dimes, it did not hit, did not connect. Uh, it's unfortunate because he did have a wide receiver 35 season the year before and he could have built on that. Uh, maybe he's a little sophomore slump. We'll see. But um, I, I will say he'll go back to the drawing board and, and, and find out uh, some better pieces to to see why I missed on this one. Craig, your drawing board's a sticky note that you've had for like five years. Uh, well, I mean, this guy was a rookie two years ago, so <laughs> he can't be five years old. No, he's drawing well, boards. It is, are actually, it is. It was about five years. Ago. I think it goes back all the way to Cortland Sutton's rookie year. So, but Paris Campbell was having a good year too before he got hurt. It was week two when he got hurt, but he had like seventeen points week one and right. came back and get hurt right away. Yeah, yeah. right away. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what the future holds. Um, but this year, not so well. <laughs> I mean, I had more of the same in my sleepers as well. I had Joe Burrow and Preston Williams. Joe Burrow goes down week 11. I mean, he was quarterback 16 when he went down. He's still sitting at quarterback 22, and he hasn't played in three weeks. So think about that. He was looking fantastic. He was keeping all the Bengals relevant, and now he's hurt. So I'm still huge on the guy. I had him pegged as a top 12 quarterback. I don't know that he would have hit quite that, but me and Jeff had the bet for quarterback 16. I think he would have eclipsed that if he had stayed healthy. Preston Williams, I want to touch on real quickly. Davlin. You need to text me your Venmo account. I owe you 20 bucks for this bet. Um, just shoot that over when you can. He was wide receiver 43 when he got hurt in week nine. He's down to wide receiver 82 now. It's He's a top just 30, on a 36 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, we yeah. had top 36. He might have got there. He might not have. We'll, we'll never know. Who, two of, with two of there, probably not. So, yeah. Davlin, again, Venmo me. Or, well, text me your Venmo, and I'll Venmo you. <laughs> All right, my sleepers were Tevin Coleman. Um, he, he's too big to determine if he goes out and scores 80 points the next three weeks um <laughs> then we'll talk but that was big miss big injury season my other one was deontay johnson um besides the fact that that he's been dropping balls like i'd be playing in the nfl i still think <laughs> it's it's a hit um his adp is what is your 41 finished 41 last season he's what is your 28 now um he's missed Three games because I think he played two, got hurt the first quarter with a concussion. Two of those games left, so he's been a, a starter on your team every week when you drafted this guy, kind of like a Brandon Cooks back back into the of the draft. So um, as of now, he's a hit. If he gets benched again this week for dropping the ball, that's a different conversation. But I think like him, Juju, all the Steelers with Big Ben back have been a pretty good success. Great yeah. success. 
Um, yeah, I mean, wide receiver 41 in the 15th round is to get wide receiver 28. Yeah, fantastic. Pretty good. All right. Um, Nothing played. No sound played. Oh, no, no, sa- no sound played. Well, we have one winner. <laughs> hey, we have a sound. <laughs> Forgot about that, actually. Yeah, uh, that's classic. Um, yeah, so dart throw, I pick KJ Hamler. He's currently sitting at wide receiver 74. He was hurt for a little bit, missed a few games, and still wide receiver 74 at 73.9 fantasy points scored. So pretty good um, output for a guy that you probably could have drafted in the last round if you even drafted him. No, you you're not drafting him. Yeah, you honestly might have picked him up. Yeah, these guys, you even. didn't. We, we, you do not draft these guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, the guys that we hey, have don't. Hey, coming, don't coming off a two TD game. So, I mean, this could be uh, this could be league winner stuff. Oh, because, because, uh, oh so you. Judy falling so out. With two, t- two TD games. So, you took over this dart throw <laughs> just this past week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you, I think you guys' dart throws have scored eight point zero. 8.8 and uh, 17.1. So I've been I've been in the lead for a while. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think KJ Hamler's actually had a couple like decent weeks. Mine's been on the IR all season. So <laughs> for two seasons. Yeah. I, hey, uh, I had 13.5. I am I'm, I caught a touchdown this year. He has, he has 52 targets. That That's a hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very <laughs> that's a very good point. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh. So we have uh, five listener questions. So you, we want to go through these real quick. We yep. Dickie's asking us Gus Edwards or Lyden uh, Bowden. Uh. And my question is, how did you end up in this position? <laughs> so the um Antonio Gibson. Oh, out. That was his flex. So now he has. To is pick. this an Antoine? Yeah. Oh. I would say. Oh man, this is so hard. I'm gonna say Gus Edwards. Why? I like the matchup. That's the, it. The matchup. I think uh, Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah, they've narrowed it down to the two running backs, J.K. Dobbins and, and uh, Gus Edwards. So I'm I'm going to go with that. Yeah, route I hope Mark Ingram is still on the bench with Salvon Ahmed possibly playing for the Dolphins. Lynn Bowden. Oh, he was he was more of a wide receiver. Bowden uh, would be like he's going to benefit if Parker and Grant and Gasecki are. So all from up. all my understanding, is Parker's not going to play, but Jakeem Grant might. So. I think I don't think Bowden's the play. I think you got to go Edwards. Can I suggest because I'm in this league a pickup that he should make? Yeah, he should drop one of these players for Jared Cook and play Jared Cook in his flex with no Michael Thomas. That's your play, Dickie. Breeze has like to go to Breeze. Cook this and year. Cook has two touchdowns in the last two weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I and think that's, that's a better play catches. than either of these what? options on two catches. <laughs> Pretty much, I think four total. But yeah. but it does, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, it honestly doesn't matter. Like Breeze was going to cook a lot. We saw last year when Breeze got healthy, cook got healthy again. Boom, made him a tight mm-hmm. seven. Yeah, I if if I had to pick one of these guys, I go Gus. Yeah, I mean, I I said it sucks that you're in this situation. Uh, Gus is better to get the touchdowns and the red zone work. Um, he only is playing on like forty percent of snaps. Lynn Bowden played on seventy one percent of snaps last week. It's a small sample size for Bowden. It's one of those things like toss him on a dartboard and chuck the dart. But yeah, if you want a safer play, I think it's definitely Gus. If you want that boomer bust guy, but they're they're playing the Pats. If Belichick takes out Tua, I don't see how, how Bowden has a game. Yeah, I mean, and Salvin Ahmed might be active too, so they might not lean on Tua as much. Right, and they might right. run the ball right. more. Yep. Um, 
Uh, oh, so this next one's yours, Scotty. So yes. you you got born. I mean, we kind of chat about this a, a bit, but born Jacoby Myers, Anthony Miller, Dan, Danny Amendola. You need one need of the four. One of the four, hopefully. If Chase Edmonds doesn't play, I might need two of the four. That so let's just go on spot. the on the assumption that you need one, right? Yes. Let's hope. That's a rough I, spot to be. I get it, Craig. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you right now. I'm playing Kendrick Bourne. I think yeah. honestly, I'd have to go there too. That's that's the I mean, first guy that I looked at. It's Dallas. Yeah, it's Dallas, and Debo's out, and he's on the field. Yeah, like yeah, Myers exactly. is still tied to Cam against the the Dolphins, who are decent. Anthony Miller is tied to Trubisky and hasn't gotten a ton of play the last few weeks. Danny Amendola is playing who in Detroit? I can't remember who they're playing, but I don't like the matchup. I remember that. It was at it's at Tennessee, Tennessee, and Stafford might not play. That was it. Stafford yeah, might not play. I don't mind the matchup. Stafford might not play. Yeah. So like as of right now, I do have Bourne yeah. in there, and uh, I think I'll you, skip him there. I think you got to. I mean, it was it was one of those weeks he had uh, uh, pretty much the lion's share. I know that Debo and Ayuk were hurt, but uh, they definitely like to go to Bourne. So, yep. All right, I'll uh, I'll stick with Bourne. Got to be your best bet. And Corey is next. T.Y. Hilton versus Houston or Tim Patrick versus Buffalo? T.Y. Hilton. That's mine. T- yep, T.Y. Yeah, he's okay. been on going, Fuego, going he's, yeah. as the children he's, he's say. He's bounce back guy. Yeah, gotta play I mean, I the, I want to play him. Go I'm down with that shit. I have been. He's doubled his receiving yards I'm, on the entire season. I'm just looking at it like, he, okay, he's due for a dud. Tim Patrick's been steady. He gets yeah, the touchdowns. Yeah. He gets know, the yardage. It's just not the you're time just, to so, predict. So you're just – you're having a hard time He's sticking I, in the relationship. I have commitment issues. Kyra, turn the podcast you're off. Gonna, you're <laughs> you're going to hurt me again. I can feel it. I mean, I would I would be hesitant as well. I mean, in the first week of playoffs with with a guy like Tim Patrick, who's been steady, or T.Y. Hilton, who's sucked except for the last three weeks, it's really hard, but I, I would lean T.Y. Just yeah, doing what T-Y. I always do, and I'm overthinking. I'm tinkering with my lineup. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... It's big. It, yeah. It's a big deal. Just put one. I in. just picked up Julian Edelman for crying out loud. I panicked. <laughs> um, D Taylor made eighty four. Twitter question. Twitter. DJ Moore, Kiki Cutie, uh, Tim Patrick, DJ Shark. I'm not one to want um, Tim Patrick to be honest. Uh, don't know who Houston's playing at this moment, so I, I'm Indy, looking at Indy. Okay, so I'm going to write him off. I'm looking at <laughs> DJ Moore and DJ Shark, the two DJs, and DJ Shark has Baltimore, which is going to be tough. But they have Minshew Mania, so you never know what's going to happen. And the Ravens' whole defense is questionable. The, okay, so that is actually true. I didn't think of that. Jimmy Smith, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, and Marcus Peters are all banged up. Chuck Clark. That actually changes my mind because I was going to go DJ Moore, but he's playing Jair Alexander who's been one of the best corners in the league. So, yeah, I'm going to go Shark. Why not? Minshew Mania. So I'm going to go, D- go. I'm going DJ Moore because while you're correct, Jair has been one of the best corners in the league, I'm hoping that he lands up on Robbie Anderson. Well, not hoping that, but for the sake of this, I'm hoping that Green Bay has had one of the worst pass defenses in the league besides Jair Alexander. I think they're the fourth most uh, points led up to wide receivers. I'm going DJ Moore. Coming off the COVID week, he's, he's fresh, hopefully, ready to play. Um, I'm actually leaning Tim Patrick. 
<laughs> nice. Let's really confuse <laughs> detail. Tom's right got to go cutie. This is, uh, yeah, the last week, uh, what is this? Ayuk, uh, Mike yeah. Williams, and who was the other one? Um, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. DJ Shark. So, so, and DJ Shark. So you're going Tim? Yeah. Yeah. Go with Mania. Do you want to elaborate on that? or What? Did you want to elaborate on that? Just the safest play. I'm no, I, I I think he's just okay. Safe floor, like ten yeah. to eleven points a week. Um, I think I think Char can give you two. DJ Moore can give you zero. He might not even play still. And who was the other guy? Geeky. Yeah, I'm not. I can't trust Geeky. him. Uh, yeah. I I am heavily leaning Tim Patrick. Oh, they're saying Geeky McDonald. No, <laughs> no I mean guy. DJ <laughs> DJ DJ Sharks a sit of the week of mine too. So. I can definitely see the Tim Patrick one. I mean, the same reason I'm struggling between him and, and T.Y. Hilton. It, I think the logic still plays here. So it's a lot easier to talk about someone else's lineup because it's not your implications. <laughs> so if I was really, if this was my lineup and I have to have that anxiety added to myself to put that process together, I think I have to go with the safest play in this one, which is, it is Tim Patrick. So yeah, I mean, DJ Shark did has, we just has... make you pivot in 30 seconds? It, well, I mean, it, you, you, <laughs> have, you have to. Um, no, I know. Yeah. Well, no, and you, but you are right. Like, if if this is your lineup and you sit there and you say, I need, you know, and this is where, I mean, Scott, in Scotty's question, Scotty was saying um, he wants to play Chase Edmonds, but Chase Edmonds plays at 4 o'clock and all of his other options are at 1. So he's thinking about just leaving Chase Edmonds in the flex and then right. just pivoting to Daryl Henderson because he wants that, right? This is, this is that opportunity where if DJ Shark, and I don't know when all these games are playing, but I'm just going to, in the in the back of my mind, assume that DJ Shark is playing a, a later game. Put DJ Shark in your flex, right? Keep him there. And if Tim Patrick is playing in the same time slot, see where your matchup's at. If you're up by, like, 50, put Tim Patrick in. If you're down by 20, put DJ Shark in. Like, that's yeah, that right. game to start playing because, I mean, Tim Patrick has gone off and gotten two touchdowns multiple times this year, but... I think that DJ Shark does provide a massive amount of upside. I mean, same with DJ Moore. Kiki, I, I don't like Kiki Cutie. Yeah, I think Kiki's the easy I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna, to be honest right now. But I think DJ Moore, DJ Shark, they provide massive amounts of upside. And they, that, that's where we talk, you know, um, roster composition. <laughs> like, know what your team needs. You know, you're not going around putting water in your car. Just because it's a liquid, <laughs> like, well, like I don't know. I'll be right back. It's <laughs> <laughs> a dad advice. Um, so, so we're actually pretty split there. Um, but I think, I think, moral of the story: upside plays. Um, just, just get us on Twitter again, and maybe we'll answer DJ more DJ Shark. But I think we're all in agreement that the safe floor is Tim Patrick. And yeah, as more news comes into uh, as far as DJ Shark goes, if they do announce that the Ravens whole defense is out, it, it shifts things a bit. You know, if, if it becomes a concrete fact, and they're like, oh yeah, everybody else is healthy except for the whole defense, I'd be like, all right, well, <laughs> the, the Raiders two point <laughs> Um, all right, now Craig, you have Crowder, Mims, and and, and Higgins. This is the dynasty, first time right? that I have in 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 my dynasty league not known what the fuck to do. That's like me. It's it's the same thing. Like like this is the first time. Like they all have tough matchups. I wanted Julio to play. Unfortunately, he couldn't. So this is where a lot of people wanted Julio. Yeah, I sleep sleep or sell them to you just for this situation to unfold. I'm so smart and good at fantasy football. (laughs) Genius bastard. (laughs) Right in right in eleventh floor, thirteenth place. Do you just need one? I need one player. 
And I, I have no idea what Jalen Ramsey is going to do, but that guy scares the living hell out of me. I, I think you have to go Crowder. I don't think that Crowder is getting Ramsey's attention at all. The biggest issue I have with Crowder is he has calf issues in uh, both calves. He is questionable, yeah. Ugh. And he was questionable last week and put up 1.7 points. Someone help me. You guys are quiet. I, it's, uh, I'm, I'm it's, th- it's so I'm hard. Thinking. I, I think got to look at it. Um, and Mims decided to join the, the, the uh, team again. Yeah, Mim, yeah, Mims is back. <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah, but again, he just hasn't seen Gase. In the I don't anymore. understand the COVID rules. I mean, he went away. He didn't have to quarantine for fourteen. Like whatever, I'm, I'm past it at this point. It doesn't matter anymore. I'm telling you, I think I'm gonna start T Higgins out of this out of this matchup. I want to stay away from the Rams. They're very, very good in, on defense. They're the best pass defense in the league. The Steelers are a good pass defense too, but they gave up twenty six points to the Bills. They gave up twenty three points to the uh, Washington Football Team. I, I gotta just go there and hope that you can find T. Higgins and just pray for that touchdown. If he doesn't That's get it, it, he's probably still getting you five or six targets, like 70, 80 yards, and you can make do with that. But you gotta pray for that touchdown, man. Yeah, it, whatever it is, uh, I I think I have to lean Higgins for that so, those same same reasons. And while Finley scares the absolute hell out of me, it's not like Donald's any better. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean Higgins lost. Th- Three weeks, thirteen points, eight points, seven points. Yeah, safe. I I think I lean Higgins here and just stay away from. The I just need some Jets against the Rams. I just don't want zero. Yeah, wish you could get yeah. with Jets players. Yeah, I mean it's quite possible that the Rams will shut out the Jets in real life, which is going to be a shutout for you in fantasy. Yeah. Yep. All right, I'll I'll uh, I'll pivot to Higgins as well. This is a shitty decision. So. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, Thank you, Julio. All right, and we'll, I'm I'm gonna my starting sits. I'm really not gonna elaborate on, um, but we'll go through our starting sits. I'm starting JT, and I think really this is this is the only thing I'm going to say is erase the three weeks after the bye. That, that something was going on, something's wrong. He's an every single week starter. I mean, I I know it's obvious. Start JT, sit Todd Gurley, sit Zeke Elliott for JT. Like if you're if yeah. you're if you're sitting there yeah. between Zeke and JT, you play JT. Yeah, James Conner, sit, sit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a you play him like a top eight back. So that's my that's my JT. And in in the same same exact category, Cam Akers, the guy had twenty nine carries last week, twenty one the week before. He's taken the the entire backfield. And the exact reason I'm scared to play the Jets wide receivers is why I'm happy to play the Rams running back because he is going to get a lot of work, uh, whereas the other side of the field is going to be punting it third and out. The Rams are going to have the ball a lot, so oh. I'm playing K-Maker. Game could be over in an hour. Like, yeah. uh, I got Jeff Wilson as my start this week. It was a little bit easier when we all thought Mostert wasn't going to play. Now it's more of a split, but I'm still confident starting him. I think he's going to still probably end up with a lion's share. I think Mostert's not as healthy as he's letting on. Huge candidate, very high candidate to go into that game, get hurt, and lose reps to Wilson. Coleman, McKinnon aren't threats. Wilson's the guy. Hopefully he gets the goal line work and just punches something in for you and you get a nice big touchdown uh, production from him. Could not agree more. I like it. I like it a lot. My start of the week is Big Ben. Um, he hasn't had over 20 fantasy points since week 10. They lost their last two games. They're facing Cincy. Big Ben wants to, you know, win and he wants to win big to, to kind of show the league, you know, he's still there. Again, he has three of the best, four of the best weapons in the entire league. James Connors 
questionable. So I think it's a bigger passing game, unless they're up by 21 points, which it's doable. But I do think you see one of those big three to four touchdown games um, where Juju, Deontay, and Claypool um, are all getting involved. And I'll just go to my sit. My sit of the week is David Johnson, as well as probably the entire league. Tom and Craig, I think. <laughs> um, I actually didn't even look it up, but he's off his uh, his COVID list, and he's kind of a Todd Gurley where if he's not getting a touchdown, he's not a startable guy. Um, I think he right, he's missed week nine, one point, week 10 through 12 hurt, week 13, 10 points because of a touchdown. Didn't play it last week. He had a great start of the season. Don't get me wrong, but he has an, he had an easy matchup. He's going against the Colts, which I just want to stay the hell away from. Uh, again, if he gets a touchdown, it's a miss, but I'm not banking on that for the playoffs, especially with a guy like JT, Akers, Mont- Montgomery, even Jeff Wilson are way better players than David Johnson. For sure. I get another running back for you to sit. Uh, Devin Singletary, we talked about it briefly. He was my uh, breakout of the year. He just hasn't broken out. And a lot of you might call this as a sit, a cop-out, but a shocking number of people, and when I wrote this originally, over 40% of people were still starting Singletary in their lineups this week in fantasy playoffs. Maybe that's because he's facing a Denver defense. They're you know, top 10 in points allowed to running backs this season. But for me, that's not enough to start him in playoffs. He hasn't broken double-digit points since week five. I don't see that changing. And as long as him and Zach Moss are both involved in the rushing attack and Josh Allen is vulturing goal line stuff, leave Singletary on your bench. He's not playable. All right, and so I pivoted over. I did not see that you had David Johnson in there, by the way. Um, <laughs> so mine is Tyler Boyd, and all the same reasons why I'm, I'm scared to start T. Higgins is the same thing with Tyler Boyd. Like, we really have no idea what is going to happen. And, and like I said about Higgins, I'm just hoping to not get zero. That's the same thing with Tyler Boyd. I'm just hoping not to get zero with him. Um, he is not going to be someone I feel that is going to go over the top. Unfortunately, he was someone that got you here. Um, but there are other players and, and plays that you can make this week. And I, I think you have to understand like Boyd is not going to get over double digit points unless he scores a touchdown and, and crossing your fingers for a touchdown with a, a quarterback that realistically could be the 50th best quarterback in the league right now. <laughs> that's rough, man. I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Not doing that. Uh, I'm sitting CH. No. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm I, doing it. I, I but too. Listen, it, I mean, this is a bad matchup for a guy who's very, I don't want to say he's one dimensional, um, but like his fantasy points recently have come when he's been involved heavily in the passing game. And the, the, the Saints are like the, the premium position as far as rushing defense goes or, or defense against a running back. I think allowed, they're, they're one, right? Yeah, they've allowed seven total um, touchdowns to the running back position, five on the ground, two in the air. Uh, they've allowed running backs uh, 3.68 yards per carry, <laughs> which is best in the league. And they're barely allowing running backs to even get targeted. Like they've only running backs have only been targeted seventy three times. They've only caught the ball seventy six percent of the times. Because like it's just a bad matchup in an offense that they they just really don't know what they want to do in the backfield. And sure, he's had you know decent games since Lev Bell's been there. But if they continue the split that they have against a really good defense, it's just not a good matchup for Ceh. I'm not willing to put him in there um, this week, and that's that's why he's one of the sits of mine. Um, I think that's it, right? And then uh, I don't know to if the, you guys want to comment on that, but uh, we got to do sleepy the the sleepies. I'm the sleepies. 
I'm a, man. I'm a sleepy in on uh, Rashad Higgins. The, just uh, because, uh, you know, he's had two good weeks in a row. And uh, why not? Let's let's do it. There's not a lot of sleepers yeah, left. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, there really, there really are. I mean, at this point of the season, everybody's these, like, off by. Desperation so like, throws for you guys. These are these would be these these type of players would be guys like you could pick up in your free agency today and would be like okay to start. Right. Yeah. And mine is Leonard Fournette, a guy that was on waivers everywhere because he was benched completely and put off the team uh, last week. Uh, Ronald Jones is out. It's, it's happened. It's done. Leonard Fournette, it, it, Bruce Arians has said, uh, or, or Byron Leftwich has said that they are going to lean on Leonard Fournette as the running back this week. Um, so as death sentences go, as benching a guy, you know, he's resurrected. Uh, and I think that uh, a lot of people may not play him, but I think going up against Atlanta, uh, where I feel like Tampa Bay really should ruin them. Uh, you know, Atlanta doesn't have uh, Julio. Matt Ryan's going to suck, so... Uh, Leonard Fournette should have a lot of work, I think. Uh, yeah, mine's not a guy who you can probably pick up in most leagues, but it's a really odd case for me, right? So I saw Wayne Gallman sitting there, and I'm looking at him, and he was 88% owned when I originally picked him as my sleeper. He's down to 82% owned right now, so I'm not sure why his ownership and his start rate as a result are plummeting, but he rushed for 12, 12 times for 57 yards and 8.5 fantasy points last week against Arizona and people are acting like that's that's terrible if he finds the end zone that's a fine game if you played him and you had him he got you to fantasy playoffs he's playing the Browns who just got murdered by the Ravens in prime time you should have watched that game like I know the Giants aren't the Ravens running attack but they're still going to run the ball a ton because Danny Dimes can't throw anymore so Wayne Gallman should be a lock in your lineup he should have just been a running back start of mine but I put him in sleeper because I need a hit can I tell you why? <laughs> can, well, can I tell you why he's Devonta been dropped so Freeman's much? Yeah, Devonta Freeman has been activated off IR. Oh, and I will tell you this: as a Devonta Freeman owner in Dynasty, do not be afraid of Devonta. <laughs> okay, I was gonna yeah. say I, I don't think <laughs> Wayne Gallman has that job. Freeman did nothing. Yeah, to show I, like, that he could take this over. Freeman's that's so the backup. Funny. Wayne Gallman is going to be the guy. His worst game since week seven, eight point eight. Like, all right, no. Yeah. I'm giving up We're now. giving up. This guy stinks. He's won me three weeks in a row. Oh, screw it. I don't know. Let me see if I can pick up like uh, Travion Williams or whoever the <laughs> yeah. Bengals are trying. He's running back this week. That's my dart throw this week. Oh, is he? Yep. <laughs> so don't pick up dart throws to play over sleepers. Yes. Let's just, yeah. Um, my sleeper is Cole Komet, uh, Bears tight end. He has seen over 77% of the snap count the last three weeks. Um, over seven or at least seven targets the last two weeks. Got a touchdown week 13, I believe. Jimmy Graham is questionable. He's in. So if he plays or not, Cole Komet's in the red zone more. Um, he's getting work with Mitch. As long as M- M- Mitch is there, Komet is a, a nice sneaky play. And if he gets five points, he's probably a tight end six on the week. So <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's how the tight end uh, no. world works. I mean, but hey. I, I do like him a lot. How uh, how's our promo code doing? We didn't mention it at the top of the broadcast. Uh, we did not podcast. mention it. No one's bought anything. I I I gotta do a whole new Matt Damon Ben yeah. Affleck <laughs> yeah. Leo thing with something like Christmas hats on. Like us, people like, are probably nervous. Laughing. They're, not, they're not gonna get it for Christmas. Oh, they're it's probably what they're nervous. They're about. not. But still, like, <laughs> you want to get it for afterwards? It's, it's, yeah, the code still it's works. still cheap. Twenty yeah. <laughs> yeah. percent. I'm sure you're gonna yeah. get something for Christmas. Get get some money. Yeah, <laughs> you'll have some money to spend towards it. Give it to us, even though we're not going to make anything on it. But <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, get <laughs> no, we did, some yeah, uh, yeah, this TSF is, swag. This is, yeah. I mean, we, that's how you get the ladies. 
I mean, honestly, yeah. it's just get, works every get time. Get a nice teal ice I can't, uh, t-shirt. Teal I can't ice. guarantee that you'll get more girls, but I can guarantee you won't get any less. <laughs> <laughs> Answer, I promise to you, no returns. Also, as a final. <laughs> yeah, also, if you can prove that it's getting you less, we are not liable. <laughs> I wonder how that works, in returns. Yeah, let's figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out when it happens. <laughs> Somebody will just be like, huh. Just give it fire to, starter. Just do a diggy. Yep. Give it to somebody smaller than you. Yeah, <laughs> puts it on winner. Um, <laughs> all right, well, as, uh, this is uh, podcast one twenty seven, week fifteen. We had it. We had it in week fifteen. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. We didn't even say what the promo code. Was. Um, a very TSF Xmas. There you go. Once again, and tweet us throughout the weekend. We'll be there. You know, those tough start sits for playoffs. We're there for you. I mean, really, they should be coming in already because we've got Saturday games this week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's have, actually a really Have good fun with game time decisions with Saturday yeah, games. Don't also. take the Saturday guys out of your flex spot. Yeah. Yes. It's like it's so great in real life to have football on Saturdays, and then it's so awful for fantasy. Yeah, I didn't need to think about that. I actually have to Yeah, check your lineup before you lock a player. <laughs> don't I have to go do that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm right back. Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.